0: today is March the 8th it is International Women's Day a date which is widely marked now around the world today it's a date that is considered to honour womanhood and all of its achievements it also has a surprising and somewhat divisive history including here at home and Donald Fallon will drop by to tell us more about it Donald good afternoon good, How to, be are you? Here. good to be here um, International Women's Day we mentioned it. it's very much in fashion now and widely observed around the
1: world yeah International Women's Day has arrived and I think if you need proof that something has arrived you know it's there when it has its own uh, Google banner image there's a term for them isn't it? Uh, the Google Doodle the Doodle You've yes. got a Google Doodle uh, you have arrived in this world. It's the sign of corporate respectability in the modern in the modern world. And it is a day that is widely marked uh, in Ireland. Now, it, it's widely marked in print. There's been some really nice reads uh, in the newspapers mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, Amy O'Connor's piece, the Irish Times and a few others. And, you know, events across the country honouring the day too, groups like the Women's Council uh, and so on. But a lot of listeners may be wondering, you know, where did this thing come from? Why is it International Women's Day? And for the begrudgers who are listening to the radio saying, what about International Men's Day? There yeah. is one, uh, it's on the 19th of yeah. November but International Women's Day as we'll discover you know, has its own unique historic reasons uh, as to why it exists uh, For
0: people asking about International Men's Day by the way uh, they might like also to know that International Clown Day is August the 1st um, <laughs> The origins of International Women's Day are disputed and some people point to New York and then other people point towards uh, the labour movement here in
1: Europe in The earliest Women's Day we can find a forerunner to International Women's Day it takes place in, in 1909 on, on the streets of New York City garment workers kind of took to the streets there but I think as a recognisable event to us, International Women's Day emerges in 1911, and it's marked in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Denmark by about a million people. And it seems that the catalyst in bringing it all together uh, was the international the international labour movement. So the demands, unsurprisingly, were you know the right to vote, but also uh, workplace equality. And I think what's probably happened uh, in recent decades is that some have wanted to separate the event from its origins in the kind of radical labour movement, yeah, the socialist yeah. movement, and they've kind of bigged up the New York story. It's a lot more respectable to say it came from New York uh, than it came from than it came from the Far left. But, you know, it emerges first in countries where there's, where there's a big left movement. So if you ask someone in 1911, the year of the first International Women's Day, where is there going to be a socialist revolution in the next few years? Nobody in the bookies would have said Russia. You know, no one was backing Russia. The money would have gone on, pla- on places like Germany, where there was a, a real militancy yeah. in the country. So it's not surprising the first places you see International Women's Day really marked are places like that. And in Britain, the date is kind of quickly adopted by the suffragettes. Sylvia Pankhurst gets herself arrested on the first International. National Women's Day in Britain uh, in 1914 oh, so it, it's synonymous uh, with that kind of generation of, of, of radicalism if you will
0: Yeah I didn't realise actually that that was the date of it and I suppose it all makes a little bit of sense now when you see it all in, in hindsight in concert uh, and I suppose it's fair to say then that by 1914 by that date where she's getting herself arrested that the day has, yeah, has truly arrived I, By
1: 1914 the war on the continent is underway and you know war was and, and to a lesser extent even today it, war kind of still is uh, it's a very masculine endeavour in terms of how we think about mm. it you know it's the manhood of Europe spilling its blood and the soil of Europe for the fatherlands and I think for some women International Women's Day, 1914, 15, 16. It was kind of a day to protest war, an emerging war. Wives, sisters, mothers of those being killed in the trenches of Europe. But it was actually events in Russia, I think, which would Mm. seal the day's importance.
0: Well, let's talk about the the events in Russia, because you mentioned that people don't necessarily always understand the origins of this and the debate around which side of the Atlantic it all came from. Arguably, the people who (laughs) made this a holiday and who propelled it to the top of the
1: agenda are the Bolsheviks. Yeah, what have the Bolsheviks ever done for us? And you know, some some people listening to this <laughs> as they prepare venues for kind of corporate International Women's Day uh, events might be horrified by the news that it, it was the Bolsheviks of all people who kind of cemented this day as a marked anniversary. Yeah. And, and And in Russia... Uh, 1917, the day witnessed they were on a different calendar to us so it was late February, uh, but the 8th of March by our calendar, this massive demonstration by female textile workers in, in 1917 and it took everyone by surprise. You know, Trotsky himself says that we did not imagine that Women's Day would inaugurate uh, a revolution. So when the Bolsheviks take the, the reign of power in, in Russia, to the shock of everyone, including some of themselves, mm. you know, they, they proclaim International Women's Day uh, an annual holiday. And Russia was a very feudal country, it wasn't a, a country with a great idea of kind of gender equality, so there was a lot of work to do. The Bolsheviks even had a, a female government minister Alexandra Kalinina, she might be the first female government minister in the world. She's definitely before our own Countess Markovich. Oh. and she kind of brings women's issues. Because we to the like four. to present
0: her as being the first we, first elected minister. Well, at least in Europe. Anyway, I know these then. days yeah. they say the
1: first uh, female elected minister in Western Europe. Yes. So we, we've okay. kind of we've kind of framed it in yeah. a little bit on on, on But you know, this woman Kalinina in Russia really insists that we demand rights for every citizen, man and woman. But we're not prepared to forget that we are not only workers and citizens, but also mothers, as mothers, as women who give birth to the future. We demand special concerns for ourselves and our children, special protection from the state and society. So they really propel this thing into national uh, consciousness. So, you know, it's kind of curious, isn't it, that this day, which was first formally observed and honoured by Bolshevik Russia, has now entered kind yeah. of mainstream popular consciousness. It's marked by the United Nations, mm. uh, among others, in the way that it has. But it spread very, very slowly. Firstly, into the kind of satellite states and the allies uh, of Russia, you know, eventually into places mm. uh, like China. And I think in the West... To be honest, it was kind of looked at as a kind of exotic thing that happens over there. I suppose there are parallels
0: in the the corporate embrace of things like International Women's Day Like you see it as well with Pride and that people feel very unhappy about how Pride has become this very corporate event when it did start off as a protest against so. authority. Um, let's move forward then to the 1960s and you have this new emerging feminist movements uh, not just in Eastern Europe but in the english-speaking world and they try to resurrect the days. yeah well. the
1: cause of what, what we now know uh, as the second wave feminists and I, I don't know what wave we're on now we're, we're probably on four or five but you know the second wave feminist movement emerges in the 60s uh, mostly in the English-speaking world in the campuses in America yeah. uh, and 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 beyond and it had a massive very important cultural impact on uh, as well as a political one but that movement really you know they take the date and they propel it into popular consciousness in the english-speaking world and in Ireland it was eventually adopted by movements like the Irish Women's uh, liberation movement, you know, mm. great great characters of Irish history like Neil McCafferty uh, and others. But I think in Ireland, to be honest, the, the observation of the day was a lot slower uh, than in most places. Yeah, but
0: particularly south of the border as well, that may, maybe in the north there was a little bit more uh, hospitality to it, maybe.
1: One year the Irish press wrote that Saturday is International Women's Day, Sunday is Mother's Day and while the business world has been cranking up interest uh, in the first to ensure that uh, sorry in the latter to ensure that it is at the very least a commercial ex- success one suspects that the other would be more akin to a funeral so there wasn't particularly high hopes for for women's day in 1970s mm. ireland but i mean the day did take on real significance in in the north uh, more than the south because it became synonymous with campaigns uh, around things like the armagh women's prison and and, and conditions okay. and conditions there so i mean you had a more radicalized culture in the mm. north of course so international women's day in in and Belfast was a very different thing in the 70s and 80s than what it was in the, in the south of Ireland.
0: Well I suppose uh, you know there are many different uh, indicators that you can show just how, how progressive uh, Ireland, the Republic has become but I suppose the fact that, that International Women's Day is now so widely marked and observed here is illustration of just how it's grown uh, it's, worldwide. In
1: schools and workplaces everywhere and I mean proof that all has changed for me I think it's it's when you look at popular culture in Ireland and the place of women in it. I mean I thought that recent uh, Her Story series was absolutely brilliant uh, mm-hmm. television and politics podcast series and the popular response to it I mean if you told me even 10 years ago there would be a primetime television series honouring people like Mother Jones uh, Mary Harris Jones I wouldn't yeah. have believed you that's remarkable and I think if you walk into, into a bookshop you get a sense of it as well I mean the bookshelves are heaving now with books on the role of women in Irish history for a long long time there were few and far between you could literally rattle off a handful of books on manageable revolutionaries by Margaret Ward but I think the, the role of women in, in Irish history and Irish society is, is much more acknowledged now uh, yeah. than it was certainly with when those women in the 70s were trying to, to the shock and horror of the Irish press, trying to launch Women's Day here. Yeah,
0: um, how, how very dare they. Um, I suppose we've already mentioned the fact that that Pride started from similar uh, protest routes. Uh, there are still some protests angles to International Women's Day, and it's not just uh, in other parts of the world the same corporate affair that it's become here.
1: And Pride still has real teeth depending where you are. You know, if you're in parts of Poland or Russia yeah. or, or the Middle East, Pride mm-hmm. is still a, a tremendously dangerous day to go for a walk down the streets. And International Women's Day is similar you know in some ways i would argue today is a day that belongs it belongs to to other places where there are still real battle lines in the sand. 2007 uh, in iran you had hundreds of women uh, and supportive men battened off the streets some of them arrested at to take hunger strike action uh, to get themselves released so you know in parts of the world Uh, getting your banner together for International Women's Day Mm. is still a very brave, very bold thing to do. And it's nice how the day has taken on its own form in different places. You know, you have kind of unique local traditions on the day. Uh, In Italy, for whatever reason, I don't know, but the the labour movement in Italy, traditionally men would gift yellow mimosa flowers uh, to women. And unfortunately, I don't think International Women's Day will be widely marked in Italy this year. And in Berlin, I mean, the federal government only last year, uh, announced that they'll now mark the day as a, a public holiday. So across the world, it's it's marked in in very different ways. But finally, it mm-hmm. is marked. Ireland.
0: It it took uh, took Berlin until last year to do that even though they've had a female Chancellor for 14 years and it took until last year to finally get that done. Uh, Fascinating stuff, at least now we do know that if uh, people ever do ask you what have the Bolsheviks ever done for us, at least now we do have (laughs) uh, an an answer at hand for that Uh, Donald, thank you as ever for that. Donald Fallon is a historian, he is the author of the Come Here To Me books and he is the presenter of the Three Castles Burning podcast which you can find on the interwebs